0: Don't you worry, don't you fret. That's right, these dulcet tones are back, sitting high atop mission control. The man moo is in place. If you don't know what a man moo is, then you don't know what a moo moo is. And uh, no doubt, there were women strolling the streets, controlling and commanding everything that needed to happen in that neighborhood. Folks, it's still happening today. And um, to pay uh, homage to them... I'm in a man-moo. So this episode is brought to you by man-moos everywhere. These comfortable outfits. These, uh, I don't know, I guess they're sleepwear, right? Yeah. So, yeah, the pain meds have worn off. As those of you have known, I am recovering from the emergency appendectomy. So one less piece of unnecessary, well, I don't know, it's not space garbage because it's inside. And I guess it does have a use and... Well, we're not going to have to worry about it crashing any time in the future because it's gone. It's been evicted. It uh, wasn't paying enough rent. And now that we don't listen to the CDC because they're um, unelected bureaucrats that are in preservation mode, self-preservation mode, uh, if you can't pay your rent, you are kicked out and evicted. So what a week we have had. What a week I have had. First, I've got to say thank you. Thanks to everybody who has uh, reached out. I have gotten cakes. I have gotten letters, emails, texts. Um, it's been The outpouring has been wonderful. I'm a loved and appreciated person, and I hope that all of you feel that way in your day-to-day life as well. So thank you for the well wishes. I'm on the road to recovery. The hardest thing, as um, the chief nurse around here will tell you, is uh, I get restless. And... Then I hit what appears to be kind of a brick wall because the body needs the rest. And um, so, if you're out there recovering from whatever it is, if you're also a fellow COVID survivor, whatever it looks like in your life, give your body what it deserves, and that is rest. You need it. Got to have the body to be with you. So, thanks again to um, all of the healthcare workers that helped me out. Um, They are truly the folks that don't get enough. Praise and credit and are just being used, unfortunately, as political pawns most days. I don't see you as that. And I appreciate those that helped me, as I mentioned, on Tuesday's episode. Brief episode, recovery mode. Uh, but the, the world continues to spin. I try to be optimistic and say it's not spinning out of control. Uh, but I mean, <clears throat> let's just think about this. Joe Biden, he's been there a hundred days. Gas is at 4 bucks, if you can even get it. Uh, rockets are going off in the Middle East. Inflation above 4%. Oh, but he doesn't send mean tweets. I don't know about you, but I'd take a mean tweet and a $1.89 gasoline right now. Wouldn't you? Do any of you out there, and I've talked to many of you on every side of the spectrum politically, would you still... Is your hatred for Donald Trump, the big bad orange man, so bad that you would still vote for this incompetent guy named Joe Biden? The guy who can't even finish sentences that are on the teleprompter. And then he's got his buffoon of a vice president who's kissing her husband through a mask. Oh, my God. They're fully vaccinated. Everybody around them is fully. It's medical theater, friends. You've got that as the runner up. Would you still vote for that over the mean tweets? And look, I wasn't on the Trump train to begin with. You all know that. I didn't like his rhetoric, still don't like his rhetoric. I still think him wanting to throw his opinion out there and his ego boosting all that is going to be detrimental to the Republican Party moving forward. But are any of you having buyer's remorse? Are Any of you? Please reach out. Chief, at ericdeemshow.com, on the socials, at Eric Deem Show. We've got a lot to get to, as I mentioned. First hundred days of Biden. What does that look like? Trump, he's still a force to be reckoned with in the Republican Party as uh, they have made the decision against what I think is better judgment to, um, to restrict what could have been a really nice big tent. Um, public health. Does public health require propaganda and bribery? Well, we're going to ask those questions and dive deeper into what that means and what certain states and tyrannical authoritarians are trying to do. Um, It's Also, you can get your jabs and and feel good doing it, Uh, despite um, your chance of surviving COVID and your chance of surviving the jab being about the same. Yeah, take the inverse of that, and that's the same, too. So uh, we started the week out, and what a week we've had, um, with Fauci and Rand Paul going at it again. And here's the thing. The New York Times even chimed in on the CDC. You know, the CDC said outdoor masks. I mean, what a fast week they've had. They've gone from saying uh, outdoor masks are... You, you're susceptible of less than 10%, well, then the New York Times calls out the CDC. When you know the New York Times is calling you out, you know it's not some right-wing uh Trumper conspiracy, okay? They said, actually, the data says 0.1%, which is 10% of 1%. Think about how small that is. Think about how small that is. You have greater chances of all the viruses already living in your nose doing something. Ne- never mind everything you're touching and when you're fiddling with your mask and whatnot. So you you know, you've got Susan Collins, you've got the New York Times calling out the CDC on what are you really doing with the data? And are you politically manipulating? Yeah, probably. Okay. Well, then you got our good buddy um Rand Paul, who's who's calling out Fauci. As like, uh, w- well, um, what's happening with the NIH funding for the Wuhan lab and the virus leak theory? Yeah, we're going to post this in the show notes, but it's quite fascinating. Um, so the NIH, where the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, the director is Anthony Fauci, he denied that the National Institutes of Health, which is is kind of the parent organization over there, Uh, has ever funded, quote, gain-of-function research at the Wuhan Institute of Virology, the Chinese lab that became the focus of intense scrutiny, as you all recall, at the onset of the COVID-19 pandemic. But yet Rand Paul questions, points directly to him, and um, Fauci becomes a little unhinged. I I think he's worried that um, we're able to see behind the white coat now. I mean, I really do believe that. Medicine is not practiced in the way where you only have one guy out front doing everything. That's not how medicine is practiced. Medicine, first of all, it is the practice of medicine. It does follow the scientific method, and that requires collaboration and discussion and dissent. And we have somebody that's out front that does not allow any of those things. It's First of all, it's one person, not a panel of medical professionals. And it's Whatever he says, his way or the highway, one, two, three masks, I, I can only imagine what he must be thinking now that the CDC has said, as of this week, well, you don't even need to wear a mask. And of course, the, we'll get to the president's comment, his tweet, it's your choice. Vaccinated people don't have to wear a mask, get the vaccine, whatever. If First of all, if Trump had said that, let me actually just read the tweet directly Because I think it requires that. The rule is now simple. Get vaccinated or wear a mask until you do. The choice is yours. If Donald Trump had said that, you would have the left screaming, My body, my choice. What do you mean? Tyrannical. Here he is, the fascist taking over, blah, blah, blah. Joe Biden says it, barely, has to tweet it out. Worried he wouldn't get all the words out. And here we go. Blatant authoritarian tweet. I mean, it's unbelievable um, that it's just accepted as, well, okay, that is what it is. I, let me correct the tweet. Here's how it is The rule is simple, the choice is yours. That's what it should say about everything. I'm going to get off track here, but you're going to love it. We do not employ presidents to tell us anything about what we should wear. You are not a parent-in-chief. You are the president. You are the commander-in-chief. Keep us safe from foreign and domestic enemies. Not your political opponents that you call out. No, the foreign and domestic terrorism. Right? Domestically, I'm thinking of BLM, the Marxist organization that wants to root apart the family unit and blow up our cities. Yeah, they started about a year ago blowing up our downtowns. Terrorism. Antifa, terrorism. Eliminate them. Go after them. Protect them. They're the enemy on the the inside. Protect us from the, the nut jobs around the world. By the way, we didn't have all of these bombs going off during the last administration. We had effective and concise delivery of messages and sometimes force, but not this ongoing nonsense that was going on. We do not need a president to tell us what to wear. Oh, okay, you can take the mask off your face now. Where are we supposed to, oh, we're supposed to put it on our arm. It's now become the armband. So, you don't need it to breathe, you just need it to move about. You start asking me for my papers, and I'm going to call you a Nazi. That's right. You ask me for my papers, and you are the Nazis. You are the Gestapo, not the folks who were carrying the American flag on January 6th at a rally for our country. I'm not talking about the buffoons and criminals that breached the Capitol none of which were armed, by the way. I'm not talking. I'm talking about these peaceful people who really are truly concerned about our country, the folks who outnumber as a supermajority, by and large, across this great nation, that are concerned that we have gone to a place where now um, just 100 days gasoline pipelines are being taken over. We've canceled other pipelines. Boy, wouldn't that have been nice to have as a backdrop Well, I know, but we're – the infrastructure. Now, instead of infrastructure, daycare is not infrastructure. I mean, we're just changing the rules and the definitions as we see politically fit, as they see politically fit. We're not doing that. No. We still believe that uh, freedom is the best choice. Personal responsibility is something that should be upheld. And that less government, less regulation is the best way to ensure that Americans can pursue life, liberty, and happiness. Not by telling us what we can and can't do. Let us not forget, we are not like Canada. We are not like Europe. This nation was born out of revolution. We're not afraid to fight for what matters. That should be increasingly evident and ever clear. I said ever clear. Well, you know, it is what it is. It's flammable, I'm told. So anyway, back to this. What is this gain-of-function stuff? Well, gain-of-function is research that involves genetically enhancing viral pathogens in order to predict whether they may become especially dangerous to the human population. Here, here's the bottom line. Between 2014 and 2019, a U.S. nonprofit called EcoHealth Alliance diverted 600 grand in NIH subgrants to the Wuhan Institute to study bat coronaviruses. Even in March of this year, Politico reported that the U.S. government was aware that the Wuhan um, Wuhan Institute was conducting gain-of-function research on a much larger scale than was publicly disclosed. Now, Fauci insists that the claims that the NIH grants were used to fund gain-of-function research were false. But come on, guys. Oh, I'm sorry. Come on, man. We're just, it's a shell game. Well, if we just move the money over to this guy and we do this, we just cover in the gaps, so it's all a shell game when it comes to this. And Fauci, I think he's he's on the decline and on the fall. I mean, you've seen what's happened to Gates ever since the divorce has come out. And now Melinda's going after him. And, uh, well, I mean, not directly. She would never do that. But all of the things around him and uh, Jeffrey Epstein and how she did not like that and how she's learning. She learned a lot uh, as we were learning stuff with regard to that. They're throwing him under the bus. Fauci's next. I mean... It's just it's just the way the world works. Cancel culture. Well, we're living in a world where everybody can get canceled. So there you have it. Here's what I want to know. Did you see that eight Yankees players and staff tested positive for 19 despite being fully vaccinated prior to the diagnosis? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you see also that real time with Bill Maher The taping was scrapped this week because of uh, Bill Maher testing positive for COVID. Now, keep in mind, he's tested weekly per HBO, and uh, they take every precaution that the CDC shows or tells him to do. And we've been saying this from the beginning. The states that were locked down versus the states that stayed wide open are pretty neck and neck in deaths and cases. Actually, I think the the states that lock down may actually have more deaths because of some of their practices of putting elderly people in nursing homes and then trying to cover it up. Yeah, Andy Cuomo, just another Democrat pervert. Remember, they tried to throw him under the bus there and so that we wouldn't look at what he did with the elderly population because we all know how to accept a Democrat pervert. That's easy. But a governor who has had to justify his $4 million advance for his book Um, about how he championed the COVID response, which I thought was odd that that, the book was being pushed out uh, when we're right in the middle of it. What do you mean you've solved the problem? It's actually worse in New York. Um, Far and wide. Look at New York. Look at New York City. Look at what your draconian leftist nonsense has done to the largest city, arguably the greatest city in the U.S., and a beacon of hope to the rest of the world. Lady Liberty shines her light right there. Yeah, look at what you've done, all out of political nonsense, because you couldn't let Donald Trump have a win. Remember when he sent the ship up there and you let it stay empty instead of sending the seniors there? Anyway, I just want to know, what are we talking about here? Right? The, the, the Yankees, the, all these folks that are now getting, well, they have the vaccine, but they're still getting coronavirus. Now, we knew this was going to happen. Um, oh, yes, the, vi- the the variants. Here's what I want. Is it racist now? It's not racist or it is racist. I thought everything was racist, but I can't call it the China flu or the Kung flu, as, as some folks say. Um, you can't call it the China flu, um, but yet we're allowed to call it the South African variant, Or the, what is it, German variant, the Brazilian variant? Is that not racist to South Africans? Is it not? Uh. Speaking of African-Americans, did you all catch Elon Musk? Yes, the latest African-American to host SNL. Uh, I thought he did a pretty good job of trying to keep the woke idiots in their place. I think some people had to go and and pet a... um, you know, a calming dog, in order to uh, to, to contain themselves, because uh, because he was on. But they'll get over it. If not, we don't need them. But I thought he did a wonderful job of just put. I mean, putting people in their place, and you just don't need to be so woke. They're gonna woke themselves out, anyway. What else do we have for the week? Um, yeah, public health. From my vantage point, it appears that public health is um, only effective when adequate amounts of propaganda and bribery are in place. Change my mind. I feel like I'm sitting at that table with the little sign in the in the courtyard, you know. Change my mind. I mean, think about it. Public health is only effective when adequate amounts of propaganda and bribery are in effect. Am I wrong? Public health is not about the individual, not about you getting the best treatments for yourself, the individual. No, it's about controlling the masses. Which is why you have white coats in front of everybody telling them what to do, and none of them have actually treated a COVID patient. to recovery or or, or otherwise. But boy, folks in the media and, and certain politicians, just take a, you know, hook line and sinker. Ohio, my home state of Ohio, giving you a, a lottery, a vaccine lottery. <laughs> oh, and I'm sure the useful idiots are lining up. It's, uh, yeah, for five weeks, You, if you get vaccinated, you get entered into a lottery to earn a million dollars. That's right. So five lucky winners are going to get a million dollars each. You know what I think we could do with five million dollars? oh, I don't know, why don't we put that towards helping those who are mentally ill on our streets already? Now, that's but a drop in the bucket. But you know what? It's going to be more effective than just giving somebody a windfall for lining up to take a jab that is still not FDA-approved, that we're still learning the effects of. I mean, critical thinking is okay, friends. Fellow patriots know this. Critical thinking is okay. Are we, are we not going to think anymore? Do we just love seeing Mike DeWine up there, as some call him Master Mike, because he loves to control everybody? Do we just love seeing his jovial face? And look, up until this pandemic, I was a big fan of Mike DeWine and his public service and what he had done for the state. But I'm really starting to question his decision-making skills and who's actually making decisions or having undue influence on the decisions for public health it's not just there, it's everywhere. Bill de Blasio eating Shake Shack, fries and burger. See, this is, the, <laughs> this is when you know that these buffoons don't actually care about your health. More people are dying because they're obese in this country than are dying from coronavirus or COVID-related illnesses obesity is what's killing people heart disease is what's killing people not exercising and not being healthy that is what's killing people so we're going to uh, go go get a donut remember that go get your free glazed donut with proof of your jab oh you got your Fauci ouchie so now you can go get a Big Mac I, I mean this is absurd we're not treating problems we're creating new problems And I'm really tired of all the propaganda. If we're truly following the science and the science is actually working, the results, as they say, the proof would be in the pudding. Well, the results are in. Okay? We actually have data that shows that we overreacted. And okay, I'm fine if you want to say we didn't know, so you want to do Okay. But two weeks to flatten the curve does not need to turn into three years. It doesn't. We know the best ways to treat this now. We know how to get it under control. We, we know some of these uh, – now, you're not even allowed to talk about it. That, that's when it's like, okay, well, if you're not allowed to talk about the alternatives to the vaccine, then we're truly not having a scientific discussion here. And with big pharma in bed with our government, you just have to sit back and wonder, well, you don't have to wonder why. It's as if, as soon as it was determined that the coronavirus, that COVID, could be treated with a vaccine, individual treatment operations and any or um, effective individual treatment, uh, anything from therapies, gene therapies to um, uh, hydroxychloroquine. I mean, that became a political nightmare of a fire, uh, a football. Just pass it around. Nobody wants to talk about it. Then you, this stuff has worked for decades in other parts of the world, come on, and now you can't even talk about it, you're censored, and you're fact-checked, and if it truly works, and if we're truly following the science, then we don't have to go out of our way with all the censorship, and all the bribery, and all the propaganda. It is what it is. I can't listen to the radio without every commercial break having um, some sort of public message about... Uh, about what we need to do to continue to slow the spread and do this. Well, the CDC's already come out and said, lift the masks. Masks, you don't need it. And what I want to know is well, they say that for the vaccinated folks, but what about the folks that are naturally immune? There is no science out there. Here's another one. Prove me wrong. Deep, deep, deep. Prove me wrong. There is no science that says uh, immunity through a vaccine is better. The natural immunity. I, I can't find it. I don't think you can. If you can, chief at ericdeemshow.com. I want to hear about it. So, enough about that. I'm really, I can't wait until we don't have to talk about this. But unfortunately, COVID and the overreach of authoritarian governors and those in power and elected, non elected bureaucrats spewing their nonsense and, and restrictions. Listen, you don't need the CDC to give you permission for anything. As far as I'm concerned, they can stick to uh, keeping Atlanta safe. Start there. You, you prove it there, and then, then we'll uh, be able to, to move forward. Go back to the laboratory. Do the work that you need to do. And you know what? We're going to co-govern with those we've elected. Anyway. they keep It just keeps... it. See? It's mission creep. This is what happens. Oh, it doesn't affect this until it does. And um, that is, well, that's a big pet peeve. We've got the ESD Pet Peeve of the Week coming up. If you're following on social media, you already know it. Uh, So let me just tease you with that. But first, the House has gone ahead, and they have removed Liz Cheney from her leadership post, and they have put in um, Stefanik. And I think this was a mistake. Let me tell you why. The Republican Party has the has a great opportunity to be a big tent party. But what we're consistently seeing now is that those who are in leadership still have this weird allegiance to Donald Trump the man instead of to Republican Party ideals. Limited government, small government, fiscal responsibility, not trillions. Oh, yeah, I think first hundred days were... Six or seven trillion dollars allocated. I don't want to go back. Okay. Anyway, I'm worried about this Republican Party stuff because Liz Cheney, whatever you think about her, she voted with Donald Trump's agenda 93% of the time. This Elise Stefanik lady, not even 70% of the time. In fact... According to Eric Erickson, Ilian Omar, remember her? Yeah, she's part of the squad, this nut job who married her brother and probably needs to be arrested for um, campaign finance abuse. Yeah, just a just a terrible, terrible person, but an even worse lawmaker. She apparently has a more conservative rating than this Stephonic person. We'll post that in the show notes so you can dive a little deeper into what that means, but... This is crazy that we have done – that we've removed somebody out of the way and you start asking questions why. It all comes down to Trump's ego. Tell me I'm wrong. I think Trump's ego is too big. We already knew it was huge. And that's kind of what we liked, right? It, it was entertaining. I don't know that we liked it, but well, for me, I'm only going to speak for me because this is the Eric Deem Show. Anything I deem important, nothing else. And you tune in because you not only love my dulcet tones, but you like the analysis and the conversation that tickles your ears. Okay, good. We're not. This isn't your show, so if you disagree, that's fine, and you're allowed to disagree. But let me know about it. Keep the conversation going. I don't want a whole bunch of lemmings just following in line here, but... Donald Trump's ego is too big, I think, for anybody else to get in front. What I would love to see happen is, him, is Donald Trump to realize that he is more effective as a past president, helping you know, his flavor of Republicans get elected, and, and choose not to run in 2024. Instead, let a Ron DeSantis go up there with Christy Nome, two folks who know how to lead, and lead well. They have a track record. They've proven that they've done it. Instead of just coming in there and being boisterous and and stealing the show because it is a show and it's all about the show. And, and many times we learn that, unfortunately. And we're learning that now, whenever we're putting personal gripe above what's best politically. We don't need to be like the Democrats. They eat their own. They always have. That's not what we do. I want a Republican Party where the George W. Bushes, where uh, the Liz Cheneys, where the Mitt Romneys, where the Susan Collins, and the Kevin McCarthys, and even the Madison Cawthorns are able to be under there. Iron sharpening iron. So a man sharpens the countenance of his friends, yes, yes. And so a party can continue to sharpen its own values and its pursuits and its drive for the American people. The Democrats are out. They're not even in left field anymore. They've left the universe, literally. It's all about climate. The COVID, they're trying to leverage COVID and the pandemic into why the climate crisis is what it is. Folks, we're not big enough to affect the climate. Nice try, okay? Let's not even distract ourselves with the green... New Deal and all this nonsensical stuff, which just requires a government to get bigger and bigger. And whenever people have to be dependent on the government instead of them their own skills working, you're just teeing it up. So we've got to resist that. We've got to resist people becoming dependent on welfare checks. The why well, we can't work. Well, it's because we're paying workers, healthy, able-bodied workers, way too much. We're paying them to stay home. Kudos to the governors who have opted out of the federal government's uh, workers' uh, relief programs that were put in under the guise of COVID. But what's actually occurred is th- these folks can earn more money than going back and, and working the front line fast food. And I had some folks reach out to me and say, well, who's going to fill those jobs? And you're not, it's, you know, because I, I, I posted something that said unemployment benefits are not supposed to be full time. And somebody said, well, neither are living below a living wage. I'm like, well, hold on. Do you realize the economics, if you eliminate jobs by saying every fast food worker needs to get paid $15 an hour, well, you know what's going to happen. First of all, computer kiosks are going to replace the frontline workers. And I would say minimum wage jobs, you're exactly right, are not supposed to be full time employment forever and amen. But. The the vast majority of the people I know that have worked part-time minimum wage jobs are folks that worked there while they are in high school. They learned the value of work ethic. They worked at McDonald's or Wendy's. And they learned what it was like to show up and have to be accountable and responsible and to make a little money. You're going to steal that opportunity from countless of kids, countless kids. And then what's going to happen? You know, you've seen the attack on the gig economy. It's just—it's part of a bigger thing, and it's a takeover, and it's a—it's an ongoing assault on every aspect of hum of our American life, American way of life, and it all points back to dependency on the state, dependency on the government. Well, we all resist that, but in—you should, but all the Republicans I know, although all even there are liberals that believe that, and. and and definitely acknowledge Democrats in my orbit and, and otherwise that understand that that is the case and that the left has just, they've taken over the party. They've taken over the Democratic Party. these are This is not the Democrat Party your grandfather grew up with, as they would say. But instead of us being able to have those kinds of arguments, and the media is not our friend, so they're acting like Liz Cheney is, you know, this this person who's been attacked and got no she she went after trump she knew the political consequences of it and now they're making this to be the biggest thing in the world and i think we're giving them the unnecessary we're giving them cover because now they're not talking they're not talking about joe biden they're not talking about joe biden's uh, problem remember the colonial pipeline that had to pay five million dollars this week in ransom to hackers that closed down i mean more than 70 percent of gas stations in georgia ran out of gas well we're not covering that we're not talking about any of that we're going to blame consumers. We're not going to we're not going to talk about the how how the hackers felt like they could get in. We're not going to talk about the 4.2% inflation. That's absurd. More than double what it was in recent years. We're not going to talk about what's happening in that regard. No, no, no. We're not going to talk about um what's happening in the Middle East. We've gone from peace to Israel having to utilize its Iron Dome daily. The media isn't covering that because we're giving them enough fodder by trying to boost Trump's ego and and not harm it, keep it safe. I really think that's the case. I'd like to think that's not the case, but why else? Let's just, can we just move on and uphold the ideals that value to us as conservatives, as Republicans, being the hope for the future? Anyway. Anyway. Well, I've had a lot to say, and uh, this has been fun. Thank you for tuning in. Um, gone a little long, but uh, it's been good to be back on the microphone here. Uh, if you have any thoughts, suggestions, if you, have, you want to push back a little bit, I'm open to it. Just be prepared that your mind will change, likely change before mine, and that's healthy for you. It's uh, chief at ericdeemshow.com, and of course on the socials, at Eric Deem Show.